Hello listeners and welcome to episode 25 of Rethinking Lost. In this episode, Elton and I take a look at LAX, the first two hours of season six. It is a spoiler-free look at the show. We discuss this particular episode and anything that happened before, but we don't know anything or refer to anything definitive about the remainder of the series. So please sit back, enjoy the show. Be sure to hit us up with some feedback when you get a chance. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in about a week. Thanks. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of Rethinking Lost. As always, I'm Scott Copperman here in the United States, and with me is my co-host, Mr. Elton McManus, over in the UK. Howdy doody. Very excited over here. Yes. We are actually able to bring you this episode a little bit early, because thanks to some loyal listeners, very helpful people who will remain nameless, by last name at least, uh, Mr. McManus was able to get a glimpse of episode one, one and one A, should we call it? Uh, hours, the uh, first two hours, we'll call it. Yeah, the first two hours. LAX part one and part two. Yeah, big thank you to uh, Michael, Danielle, Jenny, and Tom for guiding me in the right directions and helping me along my way. So thank you guys very much. You're all very naughty people, <laughs> and keep it up, but thank you very much. And that actually helped out a lot because, boy, trying to navigate anything online for the last couple of days has been just a, a spoiler waiting to happen. You couldn't go on Twitter at all. It was it was tough. Yeah, it's like the proverbial not minefield, really, wasn't it? Every time I went on there, I woke up this morning and there was just so much stuff on there. Nah, didn't want to go on there, so I unfollowed a couple of people. Sorry if you're listening, but tough. Yeah, I I felt bad for people. I mean, it's I know it's our job to keep ourselves as spoiler free as we want to be, and you know if you don't want to be out there, you just don't go out there. But some people just didn't show much regard for their fellow fans at all. And, you know, it, it was on in the U.S., I guess, first in my time zone. But then our episode ended an hour before people on the West Coast would get to see it. Yeah. And already there was just tons of stuff, people tweeting during, retweeting. It just, you can make your best effort to kind of protect yourself and and still stuff gets through. So I, I've, I'm i kind of lucky in the position I'm in time zone-wise, but I don't know how we would have made it, you know, how you would have been able to get through to the actual UK premiere without having yeah. seen something. I saw it less than 24 hours after you actually saw it, and still I got spoiled a little bit. So naughty little people, I must say. But I did you actually get to see the one on the beach that they... Uh, filmed over no. uh, Ustream. It was very tempting, but I, I didn't watch it. See, I was I was quite happy to watch that, only because it is, it's not a spoiler as such. It is more... It is an episode, isn't it? So I don't mind catching the episode. I, the the sound quality wasn't great. Right, you just there, watched there, it. Yeah, I watched it, and every now and again you could pick out a word. <laughs> That's when... Uh, not when the, uh, the the police were driving past and sounding their horns and beeping and you could hear the sea gushing up and down and I'm glad I saw it to be honest I wouldn't watch the finale like that though let's put it like that no no well and that's what I think the big issue will be now that the show has started I think it'll be fairly quiet and normal over the next 
couple weeks. If there's a big reveal, that'll probably get, you know, I'll, I'll try to tell you at least and, and maybe warn people just with a generic tweet that says, possible big spoiler, get off Twitter now and things like that. Yeah. But, and then the finale is going to be tough. Oh, it's, it's going to be everywhere. It's on. See, I'm, I'm just talking from a Twitter perspective. Uh, it's going to be trending, isn't it? Right, that, and then I, I'm i guessing Facebook and you know, people put links to stuff without really telling you exactly what it is. Or Yeah. E- even some of our links. We try hard not to put links that go to sites that have blatant stuff on the side, but say we we give you a link to an old e-online article, sometimes just on the, the periphery of the screen, they've got you know very current stuff. Yeah. Uh, even the Jimmy Kimmel Live show is uh, a late-night talk show here on the same network that, that Lost is on. And so last night they had on Damon and Carlton, and Damon and Carlton said during the recording of the show that, Fake Lock is the smoke monster. Oh. Uh, there's, number one, the people who were at the taping clearly didn't see the show yet. <laughs> but it, it's entirely possible that I might record the show because Marianne's working or I'm busy with schoolwork or something mm-hmm. with the intent of watching it tomorrow and then go online or go watch another TV show late at night. And now you have to be cognizant that people might be commenting, you know, hey, how about that great big reveal in uh, today's episode? And yeah. It's tough. I trust myself. I trust you. I don't trust anyone else. Let's put it like that. There's a few good people, but. Of course there is. And, and not good or bad, but there's people who are responsible with that. But all it takes is just one one mistake. That's right. So I, I'm glad, you know, thank you very much, guys, for pointing me in the right direction. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it for the rest of this season. Is it 17 episodes? Uh, 16 more hours. So 16. probably less because the finale will be big. Yeah, so it's 15. 15 weeks. We've only got 15 weeks left. Now, I wonder if they're going to take time off for the Olympics and stuff. I don't think so. I think I heard I it in so. May it, it'll end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw either Damon or Colton tweet it saying that they're not going to take any time off for the Olympics. And just again, with their tweets, they don't want to ruin it for anybody, but they're pretty loose with casting things and, and little bits of information. So just be careful if you're following them too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, yesterday... Before watching the, this is Wednesday, obviously. Yesterday, before watching the episode in our local paper, they had you know the standard commentary of you know what to watch tonight and all. And as I'm reading the articles about Lost, they had a, a quote of Damon and Carlton where they talked about uh, the answers. And and Damon Lindelof said, "We're going to answer the questions that matter to our characters. If they care about it, then we're going to answer it. If it affects their lives, then we're going to deal with it." Okay. So I was a little nervous then going into the finale because I was starting to think, well, they're probably not going to talk about the monster, uh, the numbers, and mm-hmm. you know what is the smoke monster? Probably don't care what the smoke monster is. It's more a matter of being able to control it or contain it and stuff. You know whether it's yeah. nanos or you know, it, and there were a lot of things that I can understand then. You know how the time travel works. A lot of th- you know whatever happened to Kelvin, things like that. The characters really don't care, so we're probably not going to get those set of answers. No, no, probably not, no. But uh, I'll have to sit down, maybe we can do it in a future episode, we can look at what things might get crossed off the list then from that point of view. But I was generally pleased with the episode and the number of answers it gave and the quality of the answers. There wasn't a lot of things that I sat there and went, really, that's that's what we're going to go with? Yeah. See, I'm worried about people 
uh, turning around and saying, oh, they're giving us too many answers too quick. I think that happened in season five. Or, you know, for the first four seasons, we've been going, oh, what's this answer? What's that answer? What's that answer? And they started giving us little tidbits and answers here, there and everywhere in season five. And people were turning around and saying, oh, they're giving us too many answers. No, they're not giving you too many answers. They're giving it how they want it. It's their story. They're telling it. It's not going to end any other way. Right. I can understand, though, because I've, I've felt both last night and last season that the pacing was a little too quick, that it, it could have probably been spread out to be a sixth and seventh, fifth, sixth, and seventh season as opposed to fifth and sixth without yeah. compromising the quality of the story. That uh, The initial reaction to the episode, you know, Lost is back, it's back with a bang, all that stuff. It, it was a very good episode. I wouldn't call it one of my favorite episodes, and I did think it was... It was rushed. Okay. There, there were spots where it, it wasn't, but at other times it was like rapid fire events that, I mean, it was a lot of confusing stuff going on. I would have kind of appreciated it being a little bit slower, a little more detail here. And maybe those things don't matter, but I I was a little thrown by the pacing of the episode. I thought it could have been just a little step back. I was quite happy with it, to be honest. Ah, well, you've seen it twice. That's why. Maybe on a second watch, yeah. I'll feel better, too. So uh, well, let's take a look at the episode itself. And talk about the things that we we saw and didn't see. We mentioned in our other episode, we're not going to go detail by detail, give you the the full episode in 30-minute kind of thing. We're just going to use that kind of as an outline. Yeah, you guys have already seen it. Yeah, you all know what it is. <laughs> but so, basically, we got our shot on the airplane. We got our... Well, actually, we got the uh, incident again. Which, if you yeah. watched the recap show beforehand, you basically got the incident, and then the incident... And then three minutes later, the incident again, uh, which that was a little bit much. But just to drum it into you. Well, it, it's emotional for one thing, but yeah, it's just again, again, because the recap show ended with it, and then yeah, you know, the new episode started with it. So yeah, it's like repeating a word again and again, isn't yeah. it? it? Just loses all its meaning, and you know, when I first saw Juliet falling down that hole, I was like, oh my god, jumping up and down. But this time, I was. Eh, she falls down it's alright so she went down and she hacks at the bomb and we get the flash so where do we go it's a uh, a sunburst isn't it straight into the cabin and we're back on Oceanic 815 right basically seconds before the crash we saw in the pilot yeah so do you think that that's where they flashed to or do you think that we'll eventually see maybe a few relevant points beforehand or just based does this alternate reality or alternate dimension or this version of events, essentially the stuff that matters starts here? I, I believe it just starts here. Straight away, right, we're on to an, a totally different dimension, timeline. Call it what you want, but it all starts from... There's some differences, but they don't really matter why they're different. It's just different. Yeah, I, I think in, in, a, in an infinite universe, everything can happen, can't it? And it, this is just another, another line of that. And it... The story for them starts here now. Yeah, I'm a little unsure of that. You know, I don't think it matters that Hurley's lucky now. We don't need to know why he's lucky as opposed to unlucky. Um, we'll talk a little later about some of the other inconsistencies in this, the lives for the people in this version versus the pilot. But the thing that sticks with me is that mark on, on uh, Jack's neck. Right, okay. I mean, they made a big deal about it. So I just don't know if it's going to be something that we'll see earlier that day something happened or is it maybe caused by something else is did something uh, happen 
you you mentioned off off our show that what if it's something that happens in a, another dimension and he feels the effect of it in this one? Yeah, I, I think it might be something bleeding through another another dimension. I'm a big fan of multi the multiverse, the multi dimensional verse. I, I'm not too sure, but would that be timeline splitting? I'm not too sure. No, I I think. That would think, be kind of like an interwovenness to it, and I can believe that. Well, if if it was a timeline split, then I think Charlie's hair would have been the same length. Uh, Sawyer's hair would have been the same length. Lots of little inconsistencies would have been the same up until where the turbulence hit the plane. But this is Hurley's. Hurley's the luckiest guy on the planet, and where where he st- uh, stood on the plane last time, all this bad stuff had happened to him previously. Yeah, it's not just a matter of seven years have gone by or certain actors weren't available. There were fundamental differences in the lives of the characters prior to that point. I yeah. mean, Desmond being on the plane was quite possibly one of the biggest, but I mean, you had uh, Hurley's story was different. Yeah. Boone's story was slightly different, where originally he went and got his sister. This time he came back alone. Why do you think he came back alone? Why do you think that Shannon wasn't on this plane? It may have been a casting decision, and that's fine, but they didn't have to draw attention to it. I mean, you could have had a blonde whose face you never saw sitting next to him or behind him. It could have been she was in the bathroom. And Lucia, we don't know if she was on the plane or not. You know, there's a whole bunch no, of things. Walt and Michael, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people who may or may not have been on the plane, and it wasn't drawn attention to it in the way that Boone, being alone, was made important. Well, I know... Uh... Just before we started recording, you turned around and said, uh, this v- dimension, this universe, this whatever it is, uh, maybe Boone went to Australia to rescue his sister, uh, Shannon, and then decided, you know, do you know what? You can fend for yourself, and then came back on the plane on his own. And that's that's his life now. That's the reason why that she's not on the plane. Well, yeah, I, I think they made a point of showing she wasn't there. They made... It made it look like Locke just... He just seemed happier. He seemed less beaten down. Like, more accepting of his condition and, and his lot in life than he seemed in the in the pilot. Yeah, he did seem very chirpy. Almost to the point where maybe the writers were trying to throw us a curveball and say, oh, maybe he can walk. You know, he, yeah, he's I, really chirpy. He's been on this walkabout and, you know, we're all expecting him to stand up at the end. Yeah, I don't think he really went on the walkabout, but I... It raised just enough doubt that until I saw the wheelchair, I wasn't sure if he would really be crippled yeah. still. Yeah. And that was personality and, and attitude that kind of came through. And so there's two points there. They went out of their way. And then they had Rose make the line to Jack, like, you can let go now. You can yeah. let go now. And it it almost was like saying, like, just give in. Go with the flow. And maybe that's kind of the tone and the message of this this alternate reality. Like, the pe- people just don't fight things as much here you know, yeah they're, they're more more mellow desmond desmond didn't seem conflicted and all and we don't know if he married penny and all but well why was he know. on the airplane why do you think he ended up on that airplane i'm i'm under the impression I'm, I'm not too sure if it's right or not but maybe he went on his boat race he didn't end up on the island and he ended up getting a flight back somehow mm, i'm not sure i don't know if the timing lines up for that i wonder if desmond was even on the airplane because he seemed to just be there and then not so but, he he could be flashing onto the plane and flashing off of it. Yeah, well, I have the sense, you know, and it may be me trying to force in my prediction, 
which so far hasn't been all that right. But I had mentioned that they might go to this alternate reality, but have a sense that something just wasn't right. Okay. I think Juliet knows because she said it worked. But I think Jack so far is the only one we've seen who kind of has this sense of something's not right. And I guess probably the best way to put it is if you took like two pieces of mesh or multiple pieces of mesh and kind of interwove them or laid them on top of each other, at different points, different cloths would show through. Right. And be, in a sense, the top. And I think we saw Jack kind of flinch a little bit. He had the mark on his neck. Desmond was there, then seemed to not be there. That we're possibly going to find that this is a very loosely woven reality or a a mix and a blur and, and that kind of in the way when their consciousness when Desmond skipped back and he was you know his brain was was future Desmond but his body was contemporary right and and it wasn't like he was always out of like part of him was was trying to accept being in the time zone he was like if he could have just given into it it would just be he would have been going to go meet Mr. Widmore and and yeah he saw Charlie and he thought he saw Charlie from somewhere before and he thought it was going to rain but he wasn't completely stopped. He was still kind of like going along with the momentum of of events. And I, I kind of get that sense with Jack. I think that's where we're going to go with this. And I, I think Desmond could be there in that way. Like, for an instant, he was there. The two realities kind of merged. <laughs> and then the one where he is on the plane was there, and the one where he wasn't was not. Right, okay. And why Juliet might know... The only thing I could think of is maybe she basically went through what Desmond did with turning the failsafe key. And so she had like an awareness in the same way Desmond did after the the sky turned purple. So you see Jack kind of going through this flight and having what seemed like normal conversations, but something just doesn't seem right. He saw Desmond. He didn't, he kind of thought he recognized him. Was that from the stadium steps? Was that from the island? I, I initially thought that was f- just from the stadium steps because he would have met him anyway. Unless Desmond maybe was never there. Maybe maybe Desmond isn't trying to prove himself. Maybe he married Penny, so he never went and did the boat race and yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's tough to know, but as far as this like mixing of, of the realities and things here and there, I mean, you also have Jack's dad's coffin. Which, okay. you know, Jack expects the coffin to be there. And what? there's documentation that a coffin was put on the plane. And yet the coffin is not there and they don't even know where it is. So maybe that's a mixing of the two things. You know, same kind of thing with Locke. Locke's knives. Oh. Locke believes he had a bag. And in one reality, there was this personality of Locke. This this adventurer, this this wannabe hunter. And, and yet, either it's a mixing of the reality from the pilot where yep. they're not there because they're on the island, or just different versions. Maybe now we're seeing a mix of Jack went to Australia because his father died and he was coming back and they had the funeral planned and all that stuff, but also the island's not there anymore. And if, if my idea that Christian Shepherd was part of the island at some time, yeah, maybe he's not going to Australia anymore. Mm. Maybe he's... Uh, I mean, we, we assume he went because he wanted to see Claire... But yeah. maybe maybe his motivation is there. Maybe he didn't die. Do we know exactly why Christian Shepherd died? He just drunk himself into a stupor, didn't he? Uh, Jack came along, beat him up in Alcoholics, Anon- uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, didn't he? Yep. Had a fight with him there, and I'm not not sure if it's straight after that that he, he went into the hotel. And 
Oh, I'm not sure, but I, I do like that idea of uh, stuff bleeding over like that because you mentioned uh, Locke's knives not being on the plane. Now, he was talking to Boone as if he'd been on a walkabout. Maybe the, the bleed over from the actual island, him actually being on the island, is his recollection of a walkabout. Right, or it's a, it's a version where he did. Yeah, and in that version, he obviously had his box of knives, didn't he? He mm-hmm. gets off the plane asking, oh, well, I, I can't find my box. And I totally guessed that it would be a box of knives. As soon as he said, oh, I'm missing the baggage, I thought, oh, it's knives straight away. It's the only baggage I could think of is. He was just so much less angry. Yeah. When you look at, at the lock we saw in season one and the lock that was in the airplane right now, mm-hmm. just so much more accepting and and tolerant. So that could be that could be the consciousness bleeding over. Or like a deja vu effect. Yeah. Yeah, or it it could just be part of where this is gonna not mesh like that, that. That this can't hold because that's that's just not him. Uh, but I thought in general people seemed more stable. Sawyer, I expected to handle himself a little differently than he did. Yeah. Because in theory he's just gone, thinking he killed the real, the real Sawyer. Turned out he killed someone else. He's been conned. He was pretty shaken up when we saw it in the flashback. Yeah. And yet now he's on the airplane and he made the comment to Hurley. About I mean, it was like friendly Sawyer. It was Sawyer, who yeah. was Hurley's real friend on island, talking to him there. Yeah, he was very chirpy, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, he had that kind of Han Solo quality to him, but not as much scoundrel. More more just kind of like General Solo from Return of the Jedi, not yeah. not uh, Rogue. Yeah, he, he was quite polite to Kate in the elevator as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he helped her without actually saying, let's go cause trouble. Mm. Like I thought he might have. So, yeah, that whole airplane scene we saw and, and subsequent parts of that reality, I mean, what, what should we call that? Um, well, we have a John Locke there. We have a John Locke on the island. And yeah. we have a John Locke who's dead on the island. Yeah, well, I'm going to go for um, the dead Locke is just normal Locke. Uh, the smoky guy that, we've, that we know as, he's worldwide known as Flock, isn't he? He's the fake yes. Locke. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to go for, because we've got three locks, I'm going to go for the one on the plane. He's known as D-Lock now for me. Okay. He's well, yeah, D- D-Lock to me personifies this new dimension of reality, the mellowness of it. Okay. And you know, one other impression I got was I felt like they were trying to force on us this idea that now Jack is this man of faith and Locke is this man of science. Because you get Locke talking to Boone going... Well, actually, if the plane crashes in the water, you know, there's enough buoyancy in the wings to keep us up for enough time, like, chirping out statistics and all. This is a different Locke. This yeah. is This is Locke who is about statistics and numbers and matter-of-factly, and, you okay. know, Jack says to him, hey, if I ask what happened to your back because I might be able to help you. No, nope, I can't be helped. I'm irre- irreversible. No faith in him. There's nothing you can do for me. This is scientifically un fixable yeah and and then uh, there's the optimist of jack saying well hey you know come with your free consultation nothing's irreversible yeah he said everything can be fixed didn't he i think he actually phrased it as nothing's i don't know how he phrased it the way he said it though struck me as kind of like wow there's an optimist yeah it, it did seem I think nothing's more. unchangeable or something maybe he said yeah so I, I think they were definitely 
recasting them on opposite sides from where they were before. Yeah. Now, what did you think about the uh, the camera panning out of the aeroplane down into the water uh, through Darmaville, which had obviously been built past the swings at, uh, on past the Dharma Shark as well. We saw the Dharma Shark and then onto the Ford Toad statue foot. Yep. What does that say to things? Well, I think they they felt like they needed to show the island wasn't there. And I don't know if that was the best way to do it, but I feel like that's what they did. I'm I'm <laughs> thinking in that reality, the island, something has happened to the island previously. Obviously, Dharma has been there because you have Dharmaville, don't you? Yeah. But in between there, maybe the incident created the island to sink in that timeline or in that reality. Yeah, I guess in theory, I interpreted that to be the island was there until 1977 and then was destroyed, sank to the bottom of the ocean. And and because it's no longer there, there's no hatch, everything they wanted to have happen happened. And they're going to go on. And yeah, the incident did work, and that's why they stayed on the aeroplane. That's why the island's at the bottom of the sea. Mm-hmm. So that's that one version. Yeah, that's that timeline sorted out there. Oh, like that. But see, now here's a question for you that it doesn't have an immediate answer. So now they're not going to be, in this other reality, they're not going to be able to go there to make that happen. So will that spawn another reality where Jack is not able to go back and drop the bomb and all that stuff? I think we're looking at it from a, an oh, infinite universe view, I think. This would just be another version of what happens. This is one version of what happens. The, the dimension running along next door to it, the plane crashed because they hadn't gone back on the incident. Oh, I don't know, because then they have to go back, don't they? Mm-hmm. Create it. Well, I think one thing that seeing that underwater shot suggests is kind of going back to, to what I said about events prior to the airplane. Yeah. I think season one, or season six, episode one started with that because they needed to show that we were seeing a different set of events than had happened before. But the bomb going off should have created a split from that point on. Okay. And that's Hurley's, you know, Hurley is lucky now. Why is that? Is that because the numbers aren't being broadcast in the same way? Valzetti thinks something changed in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some videos over the summer and from Comic-Con which suggest Kate's story might be different now. Possibly Jack's father. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's not an alcoholic. Maybe, I mean, Claire, we saw, she's still alive, so... Uh, assuming that she's still the product of Christian and and her mother, he yeah. still went to Australia. But I think we will possibly go back and see see changes, see something that happened prior to uh, two thousand and four in this yeah. other timeline. It'd be like when we saw um, Ben on the dock, all bloodied up, saying, saying, uh, phoning Jack, saying, "I'll just meet you there." Exactly. And we didn't really know, you know, why the hell is he all beaten up? You know, who's he taking on? That's exactly right. And then we had to find out why, you know, why has he got that cut on his neck? Right, because one thing we've seen from the Lost producers, they don't really like to let the summer Comic-Con stuff stand on its own and be the only explanation for things. So if we're going to find that Kate's 
story has changed, or anybody's story has changed, really. Okay. We're going to have to probably see a little bit more than than the most blatant stuff, like Desmond being there and Shannon not. So is she going to go into the, the court thinking that she's up for murder on her father, and it's going to turn out to be someone else? I think we might think that. I don't know if she's going to be aware. Right. See, I, that's one thing in my perception of things and expectations. I think that there's going to be triggering events for each of them that make them aware that something's not right. But it is possible that they, you know, with the exception of Jack or or any of them, they they might just go through this reality until it dead ends or merges with the other. Mm. Yeah, the idea of a course correction from Eloise Hawking. It'll be interesting to see if if they still try to force that in because you'd have to spend. You'd have to spend more than a couple episodes course correcting to get them back and to be able to have it be, you know, three years from now and and they're able to make certain things happen. Yeah. And and we talked in earlier episodes too, what makes certain events worthy of being course corrected? Why wasn't the destruction of the island worthy of being course corrected? Mm. So. Hey, this is Paul Goebel, host of The Paul Goebel Show, and I, like you, am rethinking Lost. Well, we should jump to the to the island, okay? Because there was the other reality or a timeline or whatever. So we have two thousand four, and then we have what I guess is two thousand seven, based on very circumstantial things. Okay. When we flashed to the island, we saw Kate up a tree, didn't we? Yeah. Now her ears ringing. It was very much like uh, you know when Desmond turned the failsafe key, mm-hmm. and Charlie came wandering out, going, "Oh, my ears are ringing." It was very much like that. It reminded me, I, I kept trying to swallow as well, trying to pop my own ears. Because, <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. Do you think she was up the tree because 30 years passed and that was a 30-year-old tree? <laughs> Grew underneath her. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like to see that, that she actually got flung up into the tree, bashed around a little bit. <laughs> Were you surprised that Juliet survived? Um, I was a little bit disappointed to see her there. I was hoping with the incident... I'm I'm guessing it wasn't actually said, but I'm guessing for intents and purposes that they are actually in 2007. Because when we saw last saw the uh, the guys following Flock, it was mm-hmm. dark, and they they woke up and it was dark straight away. And they said a couple of things. Kate ran over to the the Swan Hatch door, I think it was, and she went, "Oh, we're back!" And that straight away, I was like, "Okay, fine." They've all jumped back to 2007. I'm pretty sure it is because, I mean, it's possible that Jacob's spirit could time travel, but when they go to the temple and they're launching the the fireworks, you know, we see Richard see that and you know, that's oh, the, how... the bottle rocket, yeah, yeah. Can I can I just say one thing about that? Let me sure. right. Do do you remember the mural on the wall in the Swan Hatch? No, but I can look it up. If you can find it, have a look. I'll, I'll talk you through it. In the middle of this mural, there's uh, you got a, a white face, a black face. Uh, you got a moon on there. You got the the sun that says uh, 108 minutes. You got fish on there. You got little stick man in the top left hand corner. You got a little house drawn on there as well. Slap bang in the middle of this m- mural, you've got a rocket with a red tail hanging off of it. And I'm wondering if that's the bottle rocket. Wonder if they've seen the bottle rocket before, or it's been related to. Hmm. I'm looking at it now. I see a rocket or an arrowhead. Yeah, and the little red thing at the bottom could be the the smoke or the the 
propulsion unit that sent it up into the sky. Yeah, could be. That was just my little thought about that. I don't know whether they're going to be linked or not, but I, I just thought, oh, I like that. So it'd give you something to think about, wouldn't it? Yep, I'll have to look at that closer. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, moving on from that. They're in 2007. Juliet survives. I thought it was kind of cliched, the whole scene. Like, give me a kiss. Yeah. Oh, kiss. That was a bit mine then. I just want to tell you, <sighs> dead. Well, she was there only to say it worked, wasn't she? That was the only reason I can see for her to actually be there. Otherwise, it would have been a lot better if they'd just gone back there. Do you remember when uh, John Locke fell down the well and mm-hmm. Sawyer was holding the rope and there was just a rope going into the floor? It would have yep. been a lot better if there was just construction stuff hanging out of that floor. Yeah. I thought, too, when they had Sawyer was going to bur- bury Juliet and he had Miles stay with him because he wanted to know what Juliet wanted. Yeah. That, to me, was all predictable. And then... They just undid it. They had the others capture them and throw them all back together. If you were going to have them off splintered off like that, I feel like they should have stayed splintered for at least longer than they did. A couple of episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just again we talked about pacing before. To me, it just had that. Geez, all right, you know, you, already we have to make this happen already, and there's just a couple little things that that I know they were trying to move the story along, but it yeah just well, felt forced. At that point, they were trying to get uh, Saeed back to the temple, weren't they? Now, uh. Mm-hmm. Hurley had seen Jacob on the island. Now, is that just Hurley seeing another dead guy like he saw Charlie? That's what Jacob basically said. He said he was... he died, Only he would be able to see him because he was dead. Because mm. he said, Jane will be back. He said, well, Jim won't be able to see me. Yeah, very, very strange. Now, the temple itself, was that what you expected? I thought the temple was the wall where we saw um, Ben go. No, I was expecting more of an... Uh, it looked like an Inca... Uh, pyramid didn't it yeah. well to me it did anyway um mm-hmm. i think that's what i was expecting i always assumed that that i think from uh, season five that was just a perimeter wall yeah well that's what they said but i thought the underground part where we had seen jughead and where we had seen ben go to be judged yeah that, that was part of the temple right it seemed like they had to walk a fair way away though mm-hmm. for me so yeah i'm i'm not too disappointed about that um I know it is a big island. It would have been nice to them to walk up to the temple wall every now and again, I suppose, and just wonder what's across there. Yeah, well, it sounded like when you think back to what Ben said when Kimi first arrived, the temple was not a place that they hung out normally. Mm. I mean, they're there now because it's a safe place. And they're there now because it's a safe place from the black smoke. Yeah. But up until now, they they were never afraid of the black smoke. I mean, they, they put out the... Well... I guess we got to get into that too with the ash, whether the ash protects or or contains or what the purpose of it was. But they've walked the island fairly freely and and without fear and interacted with the smoke monster. We saw Ben do that throughout the first five seasons. Okay. And now maybe that's because when Jacob was alive, they felt like nothing could happen. Jacob loves you. Jacob protects you. Nothing. No harm will fall us as long as Jacob is there. And then once Jacob was dead... Could that be related to the Jacob's cabin with the ash around the cabin? Either trying to keep something in or something out? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think it is there to make that a safe place. Because it, then... it seemed that way when uh, the Smokey came down and uh, destroyed all the the guys that came down with Ben underneath the foot right. where uh, Flock was. When he drew that the ash around him to protect him from the smoke monster... It just seemed like the smoke monster looked at him as, oh, okay. 
you've done that. I'll work out a way of you getting out of the circle. And he, he did it straight away. He knocked over some... Didn't he knock a pillar over? Or it, it looked yeah, he like, knocked it out of the circle. Yeah. I have to say, it, it, if there's a Spongebob episode about sea bears and you're supposed to draw a circle and the sea bear comes right up to you and it can't it can't get you. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of that exact same scene. Well, I remember my friends doing it with uh, slugs and snails, sticking <laughs> salt around, and you can really confuse a slug or a snail, but just like, ah, oh, where are you going to go now, mister? Yeah. <laughs> draw little patterns with it. Draw, draw like a little uh, salt maze, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, get out of that one, fella. Well, I think, I think it was meant to protect the cabin because we saw what we now know to be the smoke monster... And and this bad guy, or whatever this other guy, all through the first five seasons, yeah, all over the island. So he wasn't contained in the house. He was, we assume, Kate's animal, Christian Shepherd, Yemi. He's been out there. The Nadia cat as well. Yeah. So he he's been out and about, not contained in there. So I'm inclined to think that it, the intent was to keep the cabin safe. And then we saw the line broken. And maybe that's how he was able to go in and be Christian Shepherd. Okay, if that does protect him, why didn't he just draw a big uh, circle of ash around the foot and then Flock wouldn't have been able to cross it? Maybe he can't cross it as smoke. Maybe he, yeah. he can cross it in the... Well, no, I don't know. No, that that makes sense. Well, then he would just walk in and then turn into smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pulling plot holes here now. No, yeah, it's I, right I next know. to the sea, so you're not going to get water, ash to lay perfectly on the seabed, are you, so... He would have been able to get in that way. Let's put it like that. But yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with the, the the smoke monsters not able to get into the cabin because of the ash. And then once the ash is broken on the cabin, then you see Christian Shepherd and he starts using it. And that's what they're referring to. Ah, someone else has been using this cabin for a while now. You know, I'm thinking back to in the cabin and when Claire was with Christian. So was that two entities? Was that um, the smoke monsters both? And she had the same kind of almost cocky air about her that fake Locke has. She did, didn't she? Yeah, I'm fine. It's all right. Baby's all right. It's all good. Yeah, she seemed very cocky, didn't she? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not sure yet how it's all going to play out with, with who's the good guy and bad guy still. Because we have you know, this, this smoke monster Locke, fake Locke. So when he sees Bram, he says, uh, oh, you're... Jacob's bodyguards. Well, I got good news for you. He's not here. You're free. Like he, he almost seems to be saying like, think of like Chewbacca with uh, Han Solo. Like, hey, your life debt has been paid. You're free to go. Okay. You, know, you don't have to. You don't have to do this anymore. You can go be your own person now. And even when he comes out and sees Richard, and he says, "Oh, it's good to see you out of the chains." And I'm disappointed in all of you. It's. I, I would almost draw a comparison to Widmore and Ben and and the different leadership styles and like. The others in general, they could choose to follow one or the other, and they okay. chose Jacob. And he was very disappointed. Yes. Yeah. He's, and where this was maybe the more militant, and like, we didn't have to share the island. He was maybe someone who wanted off-worlders dealt with. You know, this is our island, nobody else should be here, I'm the true protector of the island. Jacob, Jacob's not protecting, He's he thinks that eventually these people will be able to coexist with us. Okay. I'm disappointed in you for trying. Oh, okay, fine. And so he says he wants to go home. Where do you think home is? Ooh, maybe the temple. No, not the temple. What if? I don't know. What if he wants his consciousness freed? What if it's been, like, his punishment was almost like a, 
he wants to go he wants to go to rest. He wants to to be allowed to, to die. To die, yes. So he's he wants his soul returned to his body. He doesn't want to be the monster anymore. He doesn't want to be this floating consciousness. He doesn't want to be, he wants to go back to being He's like an immortal spirit floating around, just trapped. And every time he he passes in between the bodies, once that's finished, then he can grab into another one. Right. Like I mean he doesn't seem like he doesn't think of himself as this monster. He thinks of himself as he even says, Let's not get into name calling. Yeah. He thinks of himself as as a civil, normal person or or entity. And I think home to him, it's not necessarily off island, but out of this situation, he wants to he wants to be free. Okay. He wants to be released. I like the idea of that. And so Jacob is stopping him from being released. Well, it's almost like if you put two scientists on a on Mars and said, "Stay here till your work is done," and you know now that one scientist is dead, the other one can can go back in the rocket and say we're done I'm out of here yeah so like that same kind of idea like well they whatever their role was whatever their great experiment whatever the game they were playing it's over now so he just wants to go to whoever their higher power is and say hey it's over yeah I was right they always fight okay so I don't know we did have some new characters we had all those people in the temple the hippie the guy who hates speaking English yeah you had Cindy and you had the kids I good to see Cindy there. Ah, oh, there you are. See, but now there was something weird too. When we're on the plane, and we're seeing subtle things about how this reality is different. Yeah. If they had had a different flight attendant give Jack the bottle of vodka, yeah, that would have told you right away something's not the same. Okay. And and they weren't trying to keep everything. They had Desmond. I mean, you could have had a different flight attendant give him the bottle, and he could have looked at her a little funny, and she could have said all the exact same things. I don't know. I think the Desmond on the plane is a big, big clue to something. Oh, sure I think so too. Oops, I'm, I'm not clever enough to work it out just yet, but no, I think so too. I I just wonder why. I think Cindy being there is just as important, I and mean, because she didn't need to be. Well, no. See, I think that's two different timelines. Then that's one where she didn't crash, and one where she did crash. But she shouldn't exist. The others don't exist anymore. The in, island is underwater. In the other timeline. Right. Not in the timeline where they're actually on the island. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's the airplane timeline. I, I'm not surprised she's in the temple. Right. That's fine. She belongs there. I think on the airplane with Desmond, she shouldn't have been there. No, I, I still think that she should have been there. Definitely. Same as Doc Arts. Yeah, but he's not another. No, he's not another, but she wasn't another until she crashed. Oh, oh! See, I think I always thought she was another all along. Ah, that's that's why I'm saying I think she like was, an Abaddon. Yes. Hmm. I've always thought that she was an, another off island, and it was part of that's why she how that was all manipulated. And even well, another question, but not a big thing. You know, Frank Lapidus was supposed to be piloting that flight. Yeah. Why not? Why not let him be piloting the flight? Is that because he's in? Well, no, because he son's in 2007 already, and. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I hope they give just a little bit more backstory to that. I don't need a lot, but just. I think you're yeah. I think you're right in that there there will be a lot more backstory before they actually got on the plane as well. It just gives that reality makes it more than just a flashback or a what if. It actually makes it a separate reality. Yeah. Now, um, 
What about Saeed? Obviously, he got taken to the temple. Did you like what they did to him? That's how they healed people. Uh, he actually, they actually uh, confirmed him as dead, didn't they? Yes. Now, I, I naturally thought, I wonder if that happened to Ben as well. I wonder if he was confirmed dead. And Could be. Because he was shot, he was shot by Saeed as well. So it's gunshot wounds into the chest, into the stomach. Very similar sort of situations. He was taken by Richard Alpert at death's door, more or less, wasn't he? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's he's revitalised and lost his innocence. Now, I just took it that from that scene, once Saeed had already died, and then he just suddenly sat up. I, I get the feeling that that was the, the process all along. Anyway, the bloke came along and, yeah, okay, he's dead. I Possibly, he is he still dead? Now, from my point of view, uh, that would make Ben dead as well. Because he's gone into the temple. He's been waved over. Maybe, maybe that is the process. Maybe they have to... Well, they made a big deal about the water not being clear, and I, I kind of expected a little bit more about that. Now, well, that something might be different. Yeah. Now, well, the the screen that I saw it on, I'm not too sure what happened. I saw that the guy cut his hand. He put it in the water, and he pulled it out. Was he disappointed that his hand wasn't healed straight that's away? That's what I took it to be. Yeah. He maybe that's because Jacob's died. Maybe the, the spirit something's been lost from the island. I'm not too sure. That's that's all how I took it. I thought that way. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know that we've really seen that from. From Ben, like exactly what innocence he's lost, because mm. he kind of grew up to be the way he was going to be. It seemed. Yeah, I think there's some other consequence of that kind of temple treatment, which, which may be that you know Ben Ben was never able to communicate with with Jacob the way yeah. that that the other leaders or the others were. And if you look at his interactions with the black shirted guy and and Jacob, all his interactions were with. Smokey. Yeah. He now, went to the temple to be judged by Smokey. He controlled Smokey. He, he's with him now. He's he's kind of on... He's his little yeah, puppy dog, really, now, he's isn't He's an it? apprentice. He's a Sith, not a Jedi. <laughs> he's gone down that path. So I think, uh, before we recorded this, uh, you came up with the idea of maybe when Saeed rose, that was Jacob inside his body. Now, I like the idea of that, because if Ben was taken to the temple and healed... Maybe the guy cut his hand, put his hand in the water, and his hand was straight away healed. Mm-hmm. They put Ben in there, and he healed straight away, and then you know, brought him out again. And then with Saeed, something was a little bit wrong, something was a little bit different, and then now Saeed's body is a vessel for Jacob to partake in. That could be. I, I think that could be, and I wonder partly if that didn't happen to Ben too, if Ben doesn't have a little bit of Jacob... Jacob's essence in him and that when the irony is Ben feels neglected by Jacob never having realized Jacob gave him the greatest gift of anyone yeah the flaw with that for me is the fact that Ben was able to kill Jacob although maybe not maybe that's not the flaw maybe that's the loophole maybe getting Ben who who can hurt Jacob because it's Jacob himself oh I claim that theory myself go on uh, uh, go on sorry (laughs) You have to run back by me again. (laughs) Maybe. The loophole has nothing to do with it being Locke. In the sense that that allowed... Because he still couldn't kill Jacob as Locke. He needed Ben to do it. So the loophole is that Ben has been brought to the temple. 
Ben has been healed by Jacob. And whatever comes of that process, the loophole is that Ben was the only one who could do it because, because he was healed. He was healed by the temple. He had the essence of Jacob or whatever whatever consequence there was. Like I said before, the irony is that Ben doesn't realize just how special that makes him. He's immortal to everything apart from himself. You can only injure yourself. Or or whatever came from that made him the weapon. So now for Saeed to go through the process in the cloudy water. Mm. Saeed will be healed and receive some bit of essence. Not of Jacob, because Jacob's not there anymore. But he will now be the only one who can hurt Smokey. Which is now Flock. Yes. Okay. So that whatever... Basically, it's like having... Ben was turned into the only knife that could hurt either of them. Mm-hmm. And now, by bringing Saeed there, he has been created... Changed into the second knife, capable of causing either of them harm. Okay. And so now you have... You have a Terminator on the side of John Connor. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. As I'm mixing my metaphors. But but I do think that we're going to find Ben having some sort of epiphany at some point that, that Jacob said you have a choice. He had this gift. He could have he could have turned him on fake lock and been the only one to stop him. Yep. Or he could have turned on Jacob. And he'll find that out at some point that he had the chance to stop it and he didn't. Yeah, gotcha. And maybe going back again to our predictions, that that'll be one of the ways he becomes a hero. They'll try to use Saeed to stop Fake Lock. Mm-hmm. They'll be holding Saeed back, and then just just like oh, look at these analogies, just like Darth Vader, oh, when picks up Luke the Emperor. is getting destroyed, you know, <laughs> he'll turn he'll and he'll a big shaft. Exactly. That that goes with my predict. You're laughing, but that goes with my predictions. Oh, that's I had brilliant. I, and these are guys who appreciate that kind of stuff. I think I think there's some merit to that. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll see what happens after the next episode. I'm, oh. I'm quite quite happy with that. Uh, one thing we haven't touched on uh, the the um, guitar case or the unk or as I like to think of it, Prince's guitar that was sitting in there. There was a tiny part of me that thought they were going to open it up and a bunch of Twinkies would fall out and Hurley would give this, like, the whole... There should have been you know, some Apollo Bar rappers in there, shouldn't there? Yeah. I was, but, I, sorry, I was hiding them. <laughs> <laughs> I, especially when they said, did you open it? And he was like, maybe. Yeah. But, like, totally did. But, <laughs> but no, I was a little disappointed with how quickly they dispatched with that, that it was just a... It was a letter, wasn't container. it? It was just yeah. a glorified envelope. I know they had to simulate the uh, Charlie having a guitar on the plane and getting all that sort of stuff very similar so Ajira could actually land there. But, I don't know, maybe there could have been a letter inside there. I, I don't know. Why do they have to go through the the unk thing? I kind of wish they had kept it a list of names. Mm. You know, like if when um, Hurley said, well, what is, what's on the paper? If a guy would have just said, it's a list. Yeah, it was Jacob's list, and it would have been the list of them as if he like foretold they were coming. That's the list of people who are okay. That's fine, but then for him to add in the part of like it says, if we don't save your friend, we're all in trouble. That took away the list part of it. Yeah, it would have been good to have the rocket in there, the bottle rocket in there mm-hmm. as well, to let them you know, sound the warning. Yeah, I have a feeling there's a lot of good, really good deleted scenes. I hope they filmed them 
but I'm sure it's more than just the 88 minutes worth of of stuff that was yeah thought up for this episode. And I yeah. think there's probably a lot of things that add just enough extra to the story that you know it answers a couple of questions without taking away or making it too long. Yeah, the uh, the first episode on the the system I was watching on it was 42 minutes long. The second episode was 38 minutes long. I'm just pointing out a number there. The 42. I think they're, what are they, on average, like 44? So yeah. maybe there's a couple things. Well, probably there, credits and stuff like that added in. And... There, there was one scene I, I wasn't too happy about. You know, sorry, when they went underneath the temple wall, or the the, mm-hmm. the, the wall surrounding the temple, uh, they're walking through that cave. It was very Goonie-ish, wasn't it? It yeah. was like the Goonies, and I was just waiting for someone, Jin, uh, to go, Ah, slick shoes! And just squirt them on <laughs> Well, and again with the, like the rushness of it. So then Kate disappears, and that that just felt forced to me. Yeah, I, I would have. That would have been a perfect spot to have them think they saw something again. Think they see Walt. They think they hear a voice. It, it did get very creepy. Uh, it was rushed. I I do agree with you on that because you had all the the whispers, didn't you? And mm-hmm. just as uh, Kate was walking through the tunnel, and then. Uh, you, you saw her flame die away. Jack ran after her. Then Hurley got abducted, and then he ran all the way back. And then you saw him turn around, and you saw someone run at the back. You saw someone just pass over some light, and I was like, yeah. Ooh, "That's the stuff that creeps me out. That that's the stuff that really freaks me out, and that's why I love it so much." <laughs> and you know, they could have built on that ever so slightly, but you know, they didn't. They just rushed it around and. There was also an- another thing that I noticed when Kate was trying to get away from the marshal in the toilets. Mm-hmm. Uh, she bashed his head in exactly the same place where the case that fell out of the aeroplane when the plane broke up hit his yep. head as well. Maybe he was always meant to get a head injury. And, you know, that's how he got his head injury. I don't know. But it could be. It's, it's just another little thing that I noticed. Well, I think it was overall a good episode. A strong episode, a lot of answers and all. Mm-hmm. My my complaints, if any, are again more with uh, pacing and and I would like to see this fleshed out a little more. And, and I don't think we needed that, but it's tough to say that only two hours in. You may find out later on that we're going to get those explanations or that those extra superfluous things yeah. were important. It's a shame they couldn't have gone back to the the twenty four episodes a season just for this last season. Yeah, that's that's my only concern at this point. It's not what the answer is going to be. I just hope they don't have a rushed feel to them. Because like we said before, there were some times last season and and one or two other spots, I think after the writer's strike, where it just felt like they were a little too fast on the gas. Yeah. But I, th- I think it was good. And uh, like it, Obviously, I have some modified theories. You have some too. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there at the moment. So I'm, I'm quite happy with what, what I saw. I'm looking forward to the next one. So guys, we definitely welcome your reactions to this episode and, and the show in general and all. You know, feel free to tweet us and email us at rethinkinglost at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to leave a comment on the site, go ahead. That's at rethinkinglost.podbean.com. Just please keep in mind, we want to be spoiler-free and we really will keep all all public things on the site and on the podcast spoiler-free as well. So please... Uh, Please yep. do respect that if you can. Let us know what you think about our theories as well. Obviously, we had predictions uh, the last episode, so just let us know what you think of them. 
and where we're heading at the moment, you know, are we heading in the wrong direction? Is it a multiverse? Is it a split timeline? Is it multi-dimensional? I'm not too sure. Yeah. Again, opinions only. If you know, because you're spoiled. Yeah. Just let us be wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I just just let everyone know I'm I'm recording this obviously before England actually see it after after you guys have seen it obviously, but. I, I'm not listening to any podcast before we uh, record this. I can't wait for tomorrow because I actually get to listen to everyone else's podcast now. I get to <laughs> listen to uh, Jacob's Cabin. I get to listen to Donald. I get to listen to all the others. I'm looking forward to it. So, Yeah, there's quite a few, and that's, that's probably a good spot to end with. We know you have many choices in your Lost Podcast entertainment selections, so we appreciate you choosing Rethinking Lost. Yes, thank you very How much. How do they say that? that? Something like that. And we will be back in about a week with a look at the next episode of Rethink of Lost. Of Lost, yeah. We don't know the title either. I don't no. want to know the title now. No. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I don't want to know the titles. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in a week. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Thanks. Bye. I don't know. I'm I'm going for LA multidimensional. That's what the X means. Yeah, two lines cross <gasps> two lines crossing. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>